Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and to be honest, this is the day that I wait all week for. Day before game day, my time to really dig in, watch a bunch of football, see if what I see matches a bunch of numbers, and then uh, bring all of that to you guys so that you guys know what to expect from the game tomorrow. Um, seriously, like we, we talked yesterday on the podcast with Ryan about... Uh, the Madden League and how much time we all spent. I went back and checked. There's like 727 words of notes I took on him before our Madden game, and he still beat me because like that's what I have to do to be competitive at all. But um, like seriously, this is like the fun stuff for me, and I feel like I have a whole bunch of really good information to bring your way. Um, after watching the last couple of Utah games, and then like I said, checking what I saw against the numbers and uh. What I saw checked out, and there's some cool stuff in here. Uh, shout out to Pro Football Focus, as always, for uh, providing some good information. Uh, before we get into all that, though, I do want to shout out our good friends at Green Mountain Dental as well. So Green Mountain Dental does great work. Uh, they are a, they're a dentistry, in case you couldn't tell from the name. They're family-owned out in Lakewood, Colorado, conveniently located just 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. And seriously, they do great work. People from DMVR have gone. Um, people who uh, are members or listen to podcasts have gone and have reached out to us to tell us about how great their experience was and that they're switching over. Um, and uh, just pretty much everything I've ever heard about Green Mountain Dental has been positive. Um, so keep them in mind um, because they have an awesome offer right now as well. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam from Green Mountain Dental Group, you can get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a great deal. Make sure you take advantage um, because they're good people. It's a family-owned company anyway. So, uh, yeah. Well, I guess we should just jump right into uh, all these notes. Um, I felt like I was on fire today, if I'm being totally honest. I woke up, watched an another one of these games, had a couple of things to check, um, and it all just it all just added up. But let's just start at the top here. Um, so this offense, let's start there. Um, you guys might remember Jake Bentley, the quarterback. Uh, he was from South Carolina. There were rumors that the buffs might try to bring him in over the last off season as a grad transfer, um, because of the lack of options in the quarterback room. He wound up going to Utah. Some CU fans got kind of bitter about it. Um, Turns out, though, 
the buffs are probably in a better place than the uh, Utes. Wow, it took me a while to remember what they're called are um, when it comes to quarterback this season. Um, he's he's solid. He's all right. Um, but, but he doesn't really make the plus throws. You know, when I was watching, I saw a bunch of overthrows. You know, when, whenever a receiver did get past a defender, he wasn't hitting him. Um, just could not make the plays that the elite quarterbacks make. Like, he's not a bad quarterback. You look through all of the numbers, and they'll say just a pretty, pretty solid average option to throw out there really nothing special you can make a couple plays with his legs um it's actually every time i see him just the the quickness is what kind of sticks out his ability to eat up yards quickly um when it seems like he's starting from a standstill you know a third and three it's just like boom there he is he's past the sticks and he's on his ground and it doesn't always look pretty but he's able to get the job done so that's important to note as well um but also like the deep balls and i went back and checked the stats um, there they are. Um, out of 11 qualified quarterbacks in the Pac-12, again, according to Pro Football Focus, um, he ranks ninth in pass rating on throws 20 plus yards downfield. Um, just for reference, Sam Neuer is number six out of those 11, pretty average. Um, like I said, nine of 11 in terms of deep pass rating for Bentley. He's tied for the most picks on deep passes. Um, and overall, he's 3 of 12 for 71 yards when throwing 20-plus yards downfield. So, I mean, they haven't beaten anybody on those plays. Um, it just doesn't work. And if you're the Buffs, you know, we're going to get to this defense here pretty quickly. It's going to be tough to score on them. It, it might be one of those games where you have to say, you know what? We're going to have to punt four, five times, six times. But we think they're going to have to punt, too. And, and having the ability to say, you know what, let's let's make them go deep. Let's sit on these underneath routes, see if we can jump some routes, see if we can get a couple of interceptions, and take some risks. I don't mind it in this game based on what we've seen. Now, obviously, like if he, if he hit, starts hitting one or two of those deep balls, then yeah, you, you got to change things up. But when you look at this game, and this is kind of getting ahead of myself, but from what the Buffs should do when they're on offense – uh, there aren't a lot of things that you really like. Um, it isn't like the San Diego State game or even more recently the Arizona game where you say, you know what, we can beat them up in the trenches. So let's start there. Our game plan is to just run them over, and then we can work off of that a little bit too because we have matchups we like here and here in the secondary because there just aren't a lot of really good players that we're going up against. Well, that's different now. There aren't, you know, four or five six points on the field that you really want to target against Utah like you would against other teams. And to be totally honest, what I came up with was basically you have like a list of things that you put in order of like most likely to work to least likely to work. And you try the number one thing, see if it ends up panning out for you. And if it doesn't, you just got to move on because this is a really good defense and it's starting to pull itself together. Um, Not perfect, not the best in the Pac-12, but a challenge. And the type of challenge that the Buffs haven't seen too much this season. Um, back to this offense, though. Back to Jake Bentley in particular. Um, just in total passing grade, uh, Jake Bentley ranks number 14 in the Pac-12. Obviously, that means that he's behind some backup quarterbacks. 
Um, for reference, Sam Neuer's number seven is a passer. Um, Grant Gannell and uh, Plummer, the, the two Arizona quarterbacks, are ranked uh, 12th and 13th. Bentley, number 14. We just saw Bentley or Plummer last week against CU. Gives you a little bit of a point of reference so that you know what to expect. And again, I don't love like just these grades from Pro Football Focus. I like the stats better, but to, to get us into it, sometimes the broader picture, what, what they came up with, what they think can be important too. Um, and then the, the running grade, like I said, uh, Jake Bentley, he runs well. He, he isn't Sam Neuer. He isn't as physical. He isn't as fast, but he does. He's quick and he sees running lanes well. Um, and that's why in running grade, Sam Neuer six among PAC 12 quarterbacks. Bentley is seven. Um, so again, something to keep in mind. Uh, let's just keep going with Bentley since I have some more of these numbers pulled up. He holds on to the ball a lot. Um, a, 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 a lot. Um, you know, he's, you could see it in a bunch of different ways. One is that, uh, he takes the longest to throw the ball. He spends the most time in the pocket of any quarterback in the PAC 12. Uh, Sam Neuer, 13 of 16, just again, for reference, he gets out of the pocket pretty quickly or gets the ball out of his hand pretty quickly. Um, and because of that, he gets pressured a lot. Uh, when you just look at the quarterbacks who've been pressured the most this season, it's 52 pressures, 52 pressures, 51 pressures, and then Jake Bentley at 48. The corresponding number of dropbacks these quarterbacks have taken for number one, most pressured, 167 dropbacks, 182, 171, 94 for Jake Bentley. So while he is only like four pressures away from being the most pressured quarterback in the Pac-12 this season, he's 73 dropbacks away. That's how tough of time he's had in that pocket. Um, and he's been pretty average when facing pressure. His, his numbers have dropped off in about the same way that everybody else has. Um, and that's something to keep an eye on because the Buffs should be able to get more pressure than just about anyone Utah's played. I just went back and watched the Washington game, um, and that's really the other defense that you look at and say, they should be getting about as much pressure as Colorado does. Um, and they had a nice game. And when they were able to get to Jake Bentley, he made some mistakes. Um, and, and one of the things they did really well was send, you know, delayed blitzes, um, the, the blitz from different areas, um, make it look like one thing is happening and then something totally different happens. Um, and, and because of that, they were able to pull a couple of interceptions off of Jake Bentley. And for those of you who didn't watch that game, um, Utah lost 24 to 21, but the halftime score was Utah over Washington 21 to zip. It was 24 straight second half points from Washington that put them over the top. And that's actually something that we saw again last week from Utah when they played Oregon State. Their inability to close out the game. Um, let's see, did I write down a score? Uh, they, they were up 30 to 10 after Britton Covey returned a touchdown or a punt for a touchdown. We're going to talk more about him in a second because I really like him. Um, but like I said, 30 to 10. Final score wound up being 30 to 24. Oregon State wasn't able to pull off the comeback necessarily, but Utah wasn't able to run the ball, pick up first downs, keep that clock moving, and end the game. Um, and 
if you can't do that against Oregon State, I'm not sure how you do that against Colorado. And so while there's a lot to be determined, Utah's a tough opponent. Utah's a very tough opponent. Um, they went toe-to-toe with Washington, which some people would still say is the best team in the Pac-12. And it took a, a hilarious flame out for them to not win that game. So Utah, very good. But worth remembering, they can't put games away. So even if there are some mistakes, you know, Sam Neuer throws an interception, the Jarek Broussard fumbles for the, the first time this season, I believe, off the top of my head. Maybe you gift him a couple of points. Maybe they hit on one of those deep balls you're trying to tempt him with. Well, even if you're down late, they are going to struggle to seal the game against you. And I think that that's another important note to keep in mind. Um... Let's keep going with this running game, and then we'll get back into Britton Covey. So, in the running game, the, the the Utes have a couple of running backs who have been successful. Um, you look at the offensive line grades, I'm pretty sure, like, the best offensive lineman, again, this is the grades, which aren't my favorite, but... Uh, in the entire Pac-12, you sort by like best run or pass blocking grade. Their best offensive lineman is 28th in the conference, and the next is number 51. I mean, with 12 teams, there's what 12 times five is 50. So like there's 60 starters in the Pac-12. The two best pass blockers on the Utah offensive line are 28 and 51. So again, we've we've heard that we've heard that the pressure is a problem. Um, that is where the Buffs should be able to handle this game is by not letting them throw the ball, not like forcing mistakes, getting sacks and forcing mistakes that turn into interceptions is what this should be all about. Um, But, you know, like I said, we're talking about the running game, the running game, um, the, the, the run blocking is better, but it isn't necessarily all that good. You know, they're anchored by a couple of decent players, but because so many players left, um, the, the, they don't have the depth that Colorado has. And they're kind of figuring out the pieces at the back end of that offensive line. Um, the running backs themselves, though, uh, I really like. Ty Jordan is a true freshman. And he is really, really good. Um, I think watching him go at it with Jarek Broussard is going to be a lot of fun. Now... I mean, for the season, Ty Jordan doesn't have as many yards as Jarek Broussard put up in the last game. And so it, it's not like this is an even matchup. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he's electric and he can make you some plays. And he's putting up almost seven yards per carry. He's been effective catching the ball as well. He's a short guy. He's shifty. I'm not sure if he has the full breakaway speed. But for a true freshman, he runs tough. He's really slippery. They have to bring him down to the ground. Otherwise, he's going to get loose and keep making plays. Um, He did fumble in the last game. Maybe something to keep an eye on. Um, But he has been really good. The other running backs they put back there, you know, Devin Brumfield has been the primary other back. He's good, too. Um, And the pro football focus stats say good things about them as well. Um, but limiting Ty Jordan is going to be very important because if he gets going and you're letting him find space, find little cracks, because he can fit through just these tight little windows and keep going forward, 
it's going to be a long day. And what you don't want is to be struggling on offense while the other team can run the ball. Um, so, so bottling that up is going to be pretty, pretty big for uh, the Buffs. Now, um, let's get into some of these receivers. Uh, actually, I start with the tight end, Brent Keithy. Um, they also have Cole Fotheringham. These are two of the best tight ends in the entire conference. Brent Keithy's been doing it for a couple of years now, um, putting up over 60 yards per game, maybe close to 60 yards per game. Uh, he's been really good. He can move, he can catch, he can block, um, mostly used underneath. He isn't going deep all that much, but he can cause problems. And when you look at this Buffs team, who covers the tight end? You know, you don't want it to be Nate Lamon or Akeel Jones. That might not be the end of the world, but when you play a good tight end like this, you kind of need to have a plan. A guy like, uh, maybe they they bring in, uh, like, like, or maybe Chris Miller from the star covers him. Maybe Mark Perry comes up into the box and, and deals with him. Um, they're going to have to figure something out, though, um, because he's another way that they can beat you. Um, the guy I really like, though, maybe my favorite player on this entire team is Britton Covey. He's a slot receiver who can make plays. You know, we talk about how Dimitri Stanley's speed is a game changer, how the ability to have a slot guy who can, you know, be crafty, be shifty, um, run good routes, find little areas where there's no defender against the zone, you know, just being a savvy little slot receiver who can find space and pick his windows and get open and make plays. But with the added benefit of being a very fast football player just changes the whole dynamic because it gets so much easier to open things up underneath um, when you can just run up the seam and be a threat. That's what Britton Covey is as well, but he's even craftier. He's, he's even more of a veteran. He actually led Utah in receiving yards in 2015. 2015, that's a long time ago. Um, he had four catch or four touchdowns back in 2015. Now in 2020, he's still a junior, which means he's a junior again in 2021, which means he'll play his senior season in 2022. It's pretty crazy stuff. Um, but he's electric. He returned a punt for a touch touchdown, uh, last week. Um, and that punt return touchdown was kind of the, the put away. That's what made it 30 to 10. You know, it wound up being 30 to 24. Well, imagine they don't turn that into a touchdown. They wind up punting. Then all of a sudden it's 24, 23. That's not how football works necessarily, but all of a sudden it's a game again. Um, from the, from the slot, he's a very good receiver. Um, you know, I was looking up the yards per, per route run for slot receivers because I thought that he would probably be right up there. Guess what? I was right. He is right up there. Um, but what I found was actually really interesting. The, the, the number one, minimum 15 um, routes run from the slot. 15 route run, routes run all season from the slot. Um, number one in yards per route run this season in the Pac-12, Levante Chenault. Interesting. Because he hasn't spent a whole lot of time there, but he's been productive. Uh, number two is Britton Covey. He's been electric, like I said. 
and he's scary after the catch as well. Uh, 5'8", 172. You, you got to keep an eye on him. He's one of those guys who can just go make a play for himself. Um, number four, though, Dimitri Stanley. Number five, Amonra St. Brown, the guy who went for four touchdowns in the first quarter for USC and is going to be a first-round draft pick in April. So I don't know what exactly to take away from that, but it's good stuff. Um, another cool Britton Covey stat, uh, he's actually second in the Pac-12 in target percentage. So that means uh, the percentage of the times where you run a route and the ball is thrown to you. It's 30% of the time when he runs a route, Jake Bentley is throwing him the ball. Uh, Vontae is right behind him at third, 28.3%, by the way. So, you know, just some good stats. Oh, back to the running backs. I forgot. There's one running back stat I found that I like. Um, for both of the two running backs who you're likely to see from Utah tomorrow, both of them have gotten half of their yards on 15-plus yard runs. Um, and that that percentage... Out of 45 qualified Pac-12 running backs, that's 5th and 7th for the two running backs. Uh, so so they're breaking big plays, and that's really what's anchoring that running game. And they're not like huge gainers, but they're able to work their way past the first down marker and pick up a little bit more, and that's how you get 15 yards. Uh, it isn't because they've had a couple of really long runs. It's because they, they're able to find those 15-yarders. And actually, Jarek Broussard... Out of those 45 is number four um, in yards gained on 15-plus yard runs. It helps that he had those three 50-plus yarders last week, but he does he does pick up a couple of 15, 20-yarders that buoy it too. I don't love that stat, um, but it is sort of telling in a way. Um, in terms of play action, it, it really doesn't go well. And, and I thought it was interesting that the play action hasn't been working for Sam Neuer either. Um, actually for both, uh, for both Sam Neuer and Jake Bentley, their passer rating this season has dropped about 20 points when they've been playing play action versus just their standard. Um, well, I'm pretty sure that actually factors in it's, it's like non-play action plus play action is 20 points better than just the play action. And so the difference might actually be a little bit wider, um, which is interesting because I would have thought you want more Sam Neuer play action, um, but it's not working for either of them. So kind of interesting stuff right there. Um, and then when uh, when passing in play action compared to the rest of the conference, I have 13 qualified Pac-12 quarterbacks. Sam Neuer is number 11 when passing play action. Bentley is number 12. Um, so I don't know. The, the top five, by the way, in play-action passing are Tyler Shuck from Oregon, Jaden Daniels from Arizona State, Keaton Slovis from USC, uh, Davis Mills of Stanford, and uh, Tristan Gevia from Oregon State. So those are some good quarterbacks who are making work in play-action. I don't know if there's anything to read into there, uh, but interesting to keep in mind, I guess. Um, yeah. I think that that's most of what I wanted to hit on the offense. Let's take a quick break. Talk about Breckenridge Brewery. 
um, uh, the fine people over there who make great beers, uh, the, the Christmas Ale, the Strawberry Sky, the Colorado Core, so many great beers. You really can't go wrong. So make sure that you get out there. And, uh, you know, they have, like, the ice rink, skating rink set up. It's very very inexpensive. They have the tubing hill. Uh, you can obviously sit outside and drink beers there. It's a pretty cool uh place to go place to drink a couple of beers bring the family so make sure you do that um and support them because uh they're good people who do good stuff like make really 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 good beer also DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app is wishing you the happiest of holidays and to kick off the season of giving DraftKings has new promotions and odds boosts every day this week Luckily for us sports fans, there's an abundance of action taking place this week. Football teams are in the hunt to secure their place in the playoffs, while college basketball season is just getting underway. There's no better place to get in on all of the action. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players, they do it all. To celebrate this weekend's UFC 256, DraftKings is giving all MMA fans who sign up now the chance to triple their winnings when placing any bet on UFC 256. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code DMVR to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. So, the uh, Utah defense. As I said earlier, I kind of like darkly foreshadowing this conversation um there isn't a lot that you like when you go up against utah's defense um you don't like see a whole bunch of areas of the field that you feel like you can attack and for that reason i think that that's why it's so important that this week the buffs get back to attacking all areas of the field. That was something that Carl Durrell has talked about um, pretty consistently during his time um, as head coach here, saying things like, you know, we don't want to just stretch him vertically. We don't want to stretch him horizontally. Um, we don't want to just bully him up front and take away the middle. We really want to stress them in every part of the field. And that way you make sure they're defending every part of the field instead of sliding their defense toward the right side or toward the left side or in close or deep or toward the middle or toward the line of scrimmage. You know, there's so many different ways that a defense can attack you that you really just want to, more than anything, keep them honest. Don't let them start teeing off on the run game. Don't let them start sitting on the underneath routes because you can't go deep. This is a game where you really do have to I mean, show a good defense that there's nothing that they can't defend because you can't risk letting them have extra defenders in a single place. And that's why I think that being very diverse, being pretty creative this week is going to be important because you want to keep them on their heels. You know, you, you want things like like jet sweeps. If, if you can get a, a few jet sweeps going, um, let the receiver run across the formation 
hand them the ball and let them keep going across to the other edge and see what they can pick up. That's something that keeps the defense from over committing to the middle and trying to stop the run game. You stretch or stress the edges of the defense so that the middle won't just get too crowded that you can't run the ball. That's one way to do it. I, I think that you need some deep shots early. I think you need to show them that you aren't afraid to go after some of these corners. You know, they have a, a, a couple of very good players back there. And, you know, it's been such a short season for them that's tough to get just like a, a great scouting report. But Vontae Davis, the safety, has been really good this season. Um, where's number 19? <sighs> You, you know, there's some games where, you know, let, let's take a team like Oregon State, for example. They don't have a lot of players that scare you, but they have a couple who do. And that's why you stay away from a guy like Hamilcar Rashad, the outside linebacker who makes a lot of plays because there are so many other spaces on the field you can attack. But for a team like Utah that does have some good players all over the place, I think what's best is just to show that you aren't scared of any of them, that just having somebody in one place, having Vontae Davis deep or up in the box or wherever he is doesn't just mean that you aren't going to go toward him. Um, same thing with Devin Lloyd, the linebacker, who's been really, really good this season. Um, and he pairs with Nephi Sewell, the forgotten Sewell brother, uh, the other linebacker there. So that's really what I'm thinking as we start this conversation is that you really do have to be diverse. You need to stress the defense in a bunch of different ways and you need to show it a bunch of different things, you know, open up the inside running game by attacking the edges through, you know, read options, uh, you know, quarterback keepers where Sam takes it to the edge through toss plays and stretch runs, but also creative things like jet sweeps or little screen passes outside. This is where those screen passes to KD are a good idea because being able to get something that pops is huge when you're going up against a, a, a big def, de, uh, good defense. Those those chunk plays or even long scoring plays, that's what changes this game because I don't think this will be one of the more higher scoring games that Colorado plays. I think that the winner probably has you know 24, 27 points, something like that. Um, what I will say is that. One of the things that other teams have been able to do against Utah this season is complete some underneath passes. Um, you know, get the ball to the running back in the flat and let him work. Um, get the ball to the tight end in the flat and let him work. You know, this is a week where it hurts to see Brady Russell out because tight ends have had success against Utah. Um, a guy like Kate Otten at Washington was able to make some plays um, you want to see something from these tight ends. I'm not sure how long I'm going to hold my breath and hope for it, though. Um, but another thing we saw from Washington was that the, the jet sweep works. And theirs wasn't technically a jet sweep because it's uh, under center and they just ran a receiver in behind. It's kind of like a reverse handoff type thing. But they had success when they tried it a couple of times. And that's something that you should keep trying because they did it. And it makes sense they work because that defensive line isn't the best you know it isn't what it was last year where it's these big physical guys who are also athletes you know they're still really big and really physical and and good football players but they aren't the same athletes they're a little bit slow compared to what you would typically see um, from Pac-12 defensive linemen 
And that means that running the ball to the edges, stressing the edges is going to be big. Um, but also, they aren't super agile when you are running up the middle. You know, there will be little lanes that uh, Jarek Broussard is going to have to take advantage of. Um, it's a big day for running back vision. Whichever running back outside of Jarek Broussard is the guy who you trust to see the holes the best is the guy that you're going to want to be playing as the number two, the guy who you're giving the other reps to when Jarek is tired or whatever. Um, also be a good week for Jarek to catch a couple of passes, but we'll see uh, if that's in the cards or not. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's a point that I kind of want to linger on for a second just because you do have to... You do have to run the ball well. Like, you have to win that battle. And this will be one of the tougher battles to win, but a lot of it is going to be on Jarek because when you watch the last couple of Utah games, it's not like the runs that have been successful have just been, like, wide-open runs, like, blocked perfectly. The running back has had to find lanes and get creative in the hole, and that's something that Jarek thrives at and he's going to have to this week I wonder if Ashad Clayton fits that mold as well um we'll, we'll see um you see uh, some interceptions from Utah specifically interceptions from the same play like I was talking about Washington getting uh Jake Bentley on which is just like making it hard on the eyes for the quarterback you know blitzing from different places rotating coverages that kind of stuff um it just makes it you know, you turn that clock on, you, you turn that countdown on in the quarterback's head. They're thinking like, okay, got to go, got to go, got And then when they throw it, they still don't have a great grasp on what's going on. Um, you can get Jake Bentley on that. Washington got Jake Bentley on that. But Utah will call a bunch of those same things. They'll pressure, they'll call delayed pressures, they'll force bad decisions. And their DBs can make plays. That is something that I think kind of honestly is very similar to what I was talking about scheme wise. Like this is a very well coached team offensively and defensively, but especially defensively, you see what they are capable of um, because they'll, they're smart. in when they call those pressures, um, the, the DBs play with very good technique. You know, we've talked on this podcast before about how you wish the CU DBs were just a little bit better right now at getting their head around and making a play on the ball. But at the same time, that's something that very few college defensive backs are good at or, or, or do consistently. Utah is, is one of the teams that is very good at teaching defensive backs to get their head around, to make plays on the ball. That's not to say that these are like great defensive backs you're going up against. They aren't. Uh, you can get on top of them. You can throw deep balls. Um, you, can, you can beat them with your route running. But if they're in position you should be scared because they'll they'll make some plays. Uh, they just play with good technique, but they've lost 9 of 11 starters from last season, and so it's not quite up to the standards of your standard Utah defense. Um, anything else in here that I wanted to get to? Honestly, that's mostly it. Got to be creative offensively. Got to keep the defense on their heels. That way, it just gives you another split second. Um, to to get your blocks in, for Jarek to get upfield, for receivers to get in their routes, if it's a pass play, for 
you know, for the receivers to get in their routes, but also for the pass blockers to get in the position. Um, it gets a half second more for Sam to make a decision. Um, freezing this defense and calling some of these more creative plays is, I think, how you beat them. Um, and remember, I think at the end of the game, it might come down to this run defense. Can Colorado get some stops and get the ball back to the offense? That's something that both of the last two opponents for Utah have been able to do. Washington and Oregon State have been able to get themselves back into the game because they were able to stop Utah from running out the clock. And they, they scored multiple times, both of them, because of it. Washington was able to put up 24 points in the second half and come all the way back and win. Oregon State, it was it was kind of a too little too late situation um, coming back from 30 to 10 to 30 to 24, but they still were able to to follow the path. They just didn't have the talent and it dug too deep of a hole for it to work out for them. So that's what I'm looking at here. You hope the Buffs are going to be able to run well and make that the basis of what they do. If it's not working though, you gotta go shotgun. Out of that shotgun, you gotta have some jet sweeps. You gotta have some screen passes. You gotta have some deep shots um, so that you can get them to sit back and open up some of this underneath stuff. But then you also need some, you know, typical like drag routes because they'll play a lot of man coverage. A lot of the time, they'll also leave somebody like a, a robber sitting in the middle, um, playing a, a middle zone just to like stop some of these crossers. But I do expect to see a bunch of man. And uh, the Buffs need to win those one-on-one battles. Um, that's how you keep more defenders in coverage and lighten up the box a little bit. This is going to be a good football game. This is... I'm not even sure what the line is. We're going to get to that in a second. But this is going to be a tight football game. I'm confident in that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, before we get into the DraftKings Pick of the Week, talk about some of these other matchups, I should plug what we're doing tomorrow uh, after the game, the 10 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Uh, we will be going live from the DMVR studios, me, RK, and Ben talking about the game. Um, hopefully it won't go two hours again, but if things go well, I may, who knows, maybe it's three hours. So stay tuned to that. You can catch it on the DMVR YouTube, uh, on the Twitter. Uh, it's been awesome having you guys show up because uh it's nice to get more people watching than the broncos do uh so let's keep that going and uh real quickly before we get into some of these picks for the pac-12 games if you've never tried the rich cbd infused strava craft coffee you can use code dmvr20 and save 20 percent off your first order uh, like I said, CBD-infused kaffa that is really changing lives. We've had so many DMVR listeners say that they drink it every day now because they want CBD and they drink coffee every day. And so it just works perfectly to combine those two things. Plus, Strava will make it easy for you. If you subscribe to any product, whether it's you know beans or grounds or K-cups, uh, you can get that delivered to you every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks and then never have to think about it again. There's no clicking on different things or going to the store to pick up your coffee or spending a couple days going to Starbucks because you haven't had a chance to reload on your coffee because the best part is you get 20% off every time on every product that you're subscribing to. And that is just so convenient. Um, and I hope that you guys check it out again. If you aren't ready to commit to Strava at that level, 
Use that code DMVR20 to get your or get 20% off your first first purchase from Strava Craft Coffee. Um, it really is good stuff. All right, time now for the DraftKings pick of the week, um, which, as you know, is like actually a bunch of picks, all the Pac-12 picks on this show. Um, which I guess we could call it a parlay, and then that's a pick of the week. I guess. First up is tonight. Uh, two winless teams, Arizona State and Arizona, playing each other. Arizona State is an 11-point favorite. That's 5 o'clock on ESPN tonight, Friday. Um, I don't love either side in this one. I, I think I'd lean Arizona State to cover. Uh, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away. Honestly, what I'm going to do is watch the first quarter, see what I think, and then place a live bet. Um, tomorrow, though. Four Pac-12 games because Washington, Oregon was canceled. Wow, we didn't even talk about that today. Well, Washington, Oregon was canceled, which means Washington is the Pac-12 champion of the North um, going to the Pac-12 title game unless there are two more cancellations, in which case, uh, chaos. Um, but first game of the day, Colorado, Utah at 10 a.m. I like Colorado minus 2.5. Uh, Cal, Washington State. Cal minus 2. I like Washington State here. Um, I think Washington State, home dog, seems like the formula for a, a good win. I take Washington State with the points. Um, USC, UCLA at 530 on ABC. USC a two-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, it sucks to say it, but I think I go USC here. Um, I could totally see UCLA winning this game, but after what we saw from USC last week, I think you got to go with USC in this one. Um, and then the last Pac-12 game of the week, Stanford at Oregon State. Stanford a three-point favorite. I like Oregon State. I, I do like Oregon State in this one. Um, they've been frisky. Uh, I guess I just realized Gebby is probably still out. We should check on that because that that does scare me if he is not playing. Um, turns out there are a lot of people named Gebby. I thought just Googling Gebbia would be enough. Okay, let's go. Tristan Gebbia. No, oh, he's having surgery, so he's out. Uh, I guess it's Stanford. I think it is Stanford. Then, yep, Stanford in that one. Those are the picks. Uh, that's it for today. I will see you guys tomorrow in the DMVR post game live. Those have been so much fun. Ah, so much fun, and we appreciate everything. Bring your questions and uh, drink a couple of beers because we're gonna be having fun. Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, see you tomorrow, though. Think they like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go You know I'm acting bad Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag My Colorado swag My Colorado swag I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag My Colorado swag Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag is pushing one and see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we station, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it. Yeah. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the 
Wolverine. Throwing blows, knocking down team after team. They like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in that go, you know I'm acting bad. Holland get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. Have you ever seen a ram? Nine bow to Colorado. Buffalo is what I am. All the teams come and follow. When I start, hit the field. The opposing crowd swallow. Cause they know I'm about to kill. He gon' feel that tomorrow. Whole team full of warriors. Got me feeling tribal. Big 12, here we come. We ain't worried about arrival. If you want it, come and get it. We'll wait for your arrival. When you hit this frozen field, man, it's all about survival. Why you make it, why you make it. Yeah, you better bring your Bible. Quick deck, blindside, flatline, no revival. Get them bust, get them bust. Mess them up, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we have them. like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it, play.